Hogan, Bruce and Gatos, KTAR News. All right, a new era in afternoons at KTAR. We're hoping you're enjoying it. Welcome to Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. On a moist Tuesday. It's moist out there. It's, it's very, it's very rainy and it's awful, especially yeah. when we have the Phoenix Open. Oof. And just terrible. But we'll see. Maybe the weather will 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 get a little bit better. It's supposed to be uh, towards the end of the week. Fingers crossed. When we started the show, I told you I had some sources, Bruce, that said, you know what, uh, Gatos, uh, and I called I called people that I know at the border, and I said, are, are we going to have some sheriffs... Who are on the border in Arizona? Are they gonna Are they gonna like Cinema's border yeah. bill? And I was getting the no. They're not going to support really? it. They're not going to like it. And I'm just like, okay, why? Why? So what did we do? Well, we found a sheriff, and we're going to talk to him now. We went to the source. Joining us right now is Yuma County Sheriff Leon Wilmot. Uh, Wilmot Sheriff. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Well, good afternoon. You enjoying the rain? <laughs> sir, yes, sir. Uh, and, and, and just to help your deputies out, drive slower in the rain, leave a little more, you know, it's a, you, we don't need to respond to all the, all the crashes today. Um, sure. Absolutely. Don't want to put words in your mouth, but, you know, we've been talking about this border bill. We actually had Senator Cinema on yesterday to explain some of the details. Where do you come down on this as a border sheriff, someone who is literally the front lines of this? What do you think of this bill? Don't don't support it. And as a member of the executive committee for the National Sheriffs Association, which are meeting up in Washington D.C. right now, we also voted as a national sheriff level, and that's over three thousand and eighty sheriffs across the United States to oppose it as well. Wow! And and, and here's the reason why. Please, you know the the president has told everybody on national news that he needs this to be able to change the law so he can actually stop this on the border. We in law enforcement, when you lie, you die. There's already rules on the books. It's immigration law, 212, F as in Frank. Anybody can go and look at it. It gives him the ability to shut down the border that he says he doesn't have. Hmm. So that's a false narrative that this administration is putting out to the American people. Number two, we actually gave cinema, as well as the president of the United States, as well as the secretary of Homeland Security, all the southwestern border sheriffs, national sheriffs, met with Mayorkas when he first came on. And we gave him a 16-point plan of success to secure the border and be a partner with law enforcement. They all chose to ignore every bit of that. And unfortunately, cinema's bill didn't incorporate anything that the sheriffs had said. And what really got to us was the fact that I got contacted on the second of this month by cinema staff going, Hey Sheriff, we wanna we wanna give you a call and brief you on this border bill. And it's like, well, why don't you send it to me so I can look at it with other sheriffs and we can give you some some insight back on in our thought. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, we can't do that, Sheriff. We're going to come out with this tomorrow. <laughs> All right. That's um, not that's not your senator working for you okay. on the local level. We're talking to uh, uh, Yuma County uh, Sheriff Leon Wilmot. Uh, he does not like cinema's uh, border bill. Uh, Sheriff, it sounds to me like like you're taking this personally. Like, okay, they didn't use your 16-point plan and nothing was in there. Um, and it, it sounds to me like like you feel slighted, but that's not a reason to just say you don't like this bill, is it? 
No, it has nothing to do with the fact that whether I like it or not, it it, but it, it sounds personal. Individuals, huh? Like it sounds personal. Like I didn't receive a phone call. Why didn't I get a call? Why didn't you put these? I mean, like you're against catch and release, right? This gets rid of catch and release, doesn't it? You can do that now with the laws that are on the books. Okay. You, this you, is you, all politics. This is politics and bartering and taken away from public safety. That's just like. But the wouldn't you want something that? Wouldn't you want something if it's not perfect? And and let's let's acknowledge nobody thinks it's a perfect bill. F- fine, full stop. Um, wouldn't you want something that at least starts to address some of the issues, like the asylum uh, thing? I've always said I think part of the problem is changing the asylum laws, where everybody can claim asylum, and we know uh, they don't have a legitimate claim. Well, we know that from the previous administration. Under Obama, eighty percent had mm-hmm. illegitimate asylum claims. Is that you're, a good argument? Then you should change the asylum laws. I'm not an immigration. I'm talking about public safety mm-hmm. and homeland security. I'm not talking about immigration law. I am not an expert on that. Fair enough. But when when I see over a hundred thousand people the last two years that have died from an unsecured border. From a public safety perspective, the president of the United States has the ability to shut this down and stop what's going on. He refuses to do that, portraying a false narrative that he doesn't have that capability. So, yeah, from a public safety standpoint, I am offended at that because when you lie, you die. Yuma County Sheriff Leon Wilmot with us right now. Sheriff, can can you help me understand what does shutting down the border look like? What, what, what does that mean or what does it look like? Because I know in Yuma... Uh, I'm not telling you your job, but in Yuma, there's a lot of uh, a trade. There's a lot of legal things that go back and forth across the border. How do you shut it down? Well, first, you have to put ICE back in charge of taking care of the asylum and the processing and put Border Patrol agents back out into the field so they can apprehend individuals that are smuggling people and narcotics into our country. They have totally changed the dynamic of Border Patrol agents where they're no longer out there on the border. They're busy processing individuals because they're overwhelmed. 1,500 a day to 1,600 a day in Tucson sector, they're busing them to Yuma. So Yuma Border Patrol agents can help process and not send them back. So Border Patrol needs to be back out in the field doing what they are trained to do they're not trained to be processors and detention officers. Paper They're papers. trained to be law enforcement and secure the border. Okay. We're talking about uh, cinema's uh, new border bill. Leon Wilmot is our guest, Yuma County Sheriff. He's against uh, this. He's not supporting it. Um, let me throw you a number here, uh, Sheriff. From what I understand, there were 6,500-plus migrant encounters on the southern border yesterday. Um, wouldn't that mean the border would have been closed yesterday if... Um, this uh, uh, border bill were, were law, and, and wouldn't that have been a good thing? Well, what you're not telling your listeners is the fact that, okay, they're citing 5,000, mm-hmm. but that doesn't include females and children and other individuals. Why, so why it, not? It only concentrates yeah. on one part. So when you read that bill, and it's 370 pages, mm-hmm. even the national sheriffs haven't been able to get through it all. 
Mm-hmm. But you could drive a Mack truck, as the uh, legal advisor said in National Sheriffs, through this whole bill in regards to those numbers. And it doesn't specifically say that you have to stick with that. He can change that as a Secretary of Homeland Security, where they could even put it on a pause okay. Okay. Um, to so, allow more people in. So so nothing in this bill would have would have helped you? Not as far as public safety goes and homeland security, no. Okay. Sheriff, we really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for your your insight into this as someone who's on the front lines. You're more than welcome. Outstanding. That is Sheriff Leon Wilmot from Yuma County. I told Sheriff, you. So he's got the California border uh, uh, you know, in, inland a little bit there, including Yuma. I told you at the beginning of the show. Yeah, I, I find had, it interesting. I had all these sources telling me they're going to have these sheriffs Let's, that don't like this border bill. He said there's nothing, just nothing in it that would have helped his job. We're going to talk. Let's talk more about this. Is that okay? We're going to talk more about it. It's Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. We're back with more as we react to the sheriff right here on KTAR. Outspoken, Bruce and Gatos, KTAR News. Hey, and welcome back. We just had an opportunity to speak with Yuma County Sheriff Leon Wilmot. And uh, And I I like Wilmot, by the way. Color me surprised that he is opposed to and pretty much shot apart. You like the euphemism there? I think of Sheriff in in the West. I got it, Bruce. Uh, (laughs) I shot this uh, this new border bill apart. And can I tell you what what it struck me as? Um, And and I thought we both pressed the sheriff on this. And and the, the thought that came to my head is... Perfection is the enemy of the of good. Is the argument that because it's not perfect, we don't want anything. Yeah, but wouldn't good be better than nothing? Do you I see like, what I'm saying? I like that, and let me try and one-up Okay, you. I'm ready. If it's not my idea, I don't want it. Ouch. Do you think he took it personal? Oh, absolutely. I asked him that. And I like him. I think he's a tough guy. I like the way he talks. He does a good job. He, he's a straight-talking straight Western sheriff. Dude did not like that part of his plan wasn't in it. And he, that the senators didn't come to him and, and ask what they needed in the bill. He was appalled that he got a phone call from them like a week ago. Yeah. It's like, there's no doubt in my mind that if this bill were to become law, it would help him. It would, it would help, help him do his job. I'll, I'll just give you two. I'll, I'll just Off the top of my head, I'll give okay. you two reasons. I'm ready. First one I brought up with him, it gets rid of catch and release. Right. Second one, I didn't get to it, but I was going to ask him. You need detention beds and facilities, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, well, this bill will give you 16000 more. Not directly to him, but overall. Uh, spread spread out over the board. That's that's good. That's something. It's something. So I, I really... It's interesting. You've got cinema out there who really is... I, I really believe this. She's like the only one that wants to secure the border. Like... I don't think Trump wants to because he wants to no. argue about it right now. No, Biden never did it. He opened it up. But... but there are other people that they'll look at this piece of legislation, which really is quite fair. And, you know, it's decent. It's better than what we have now. And this thing is is not going to, it's DOA. Here's what I can't get away from, Gatos. Crazy. I can't get away from the idea mm. that doing something, because <laughs> nothing they're talking about is, is irreparable. Nothing they're talking about is in perpetuity and forever. They're talking about addressing the crisis that is currently happening on our southern border and directly dealing with asylum seekers, dealing with more more beds, getting rid of catch and release, dealing with all the problems that we've heard Mm -hmm. 
You know how many times I've had We've it? heard them say these are the problems, and they're saying, well, but it doesn't have everything I want, and it doesn't have it exactly the way I want, so you know what? I'll just stick with crisis. I think crisis is better than this. Like, I don't get that. Yeah, I don't know. I I've I've talked to so many sheriffs that say we just got to get rid of catch and release. Okay. okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but, but but not like that. Get rid of it. Like yeah. okay, then how get rid of it? I don't know. Like man. if it's literally not your idea, we don't like it. Yeah, yeah. It's frustrating. Like, to if think. it's like if if Biden were to come up with it, Republicans would hate it. If Trump came up with it, it'd be racist. It's just I really do believe that if it's not my idea, I don't like it, and you're never going to pass anything. And it goes back to what, what we've talked about. I, I think I think that cinema um, tried to put out something that was going to improve the situation. Mm-hmm. And this is probably her the last straw. She won't run again. This will be she. She's going to so, look at this and say, "This will be her excuse." Oh, it's um, it's over. She said, I worked to, hard at this. Yeah. I came up with this thing. It's bipartisan. And you know what? Congress is so broken yeah, I don't that they won't it. even they won't even discuss it reasonably. I don't need to be a part of this crap. I don't need to be a part of this. Yeah. Yeah. Did she put together gun legislation. Yeah. It wasn't perfect a few years ago. It wasn't perfect, but it passed. Well, keep it. I and mean, people, it, why? Because people were dying? Like, okay. Well, I, people dying at the border. I, I, I feel like I have to keep pointing out the obvious because, again, just going off some of the comments I'm reading, mm. um, we have divided government. We have D's in charge of the Senate and the White House. You have R's in charge of the House of Representatives. So any legislation is going to be a result of some sort of compromise. Nobody gets everything that they want. And I think you can make an argument on this bill when it comes to the border provisions in it. We'll leave out the Ukraine and Israel things because that's a whole nother. It's tough to leave that out, though. But but that's a whole nother argument. I'm just saying from a from a. Standpoint. If you looked at the border provisions in here, yeah. it's a hell of a lot closer to Trump's version of the border than it was to Biden's version of the border. It strikes me as much more of a strict border policy than a lax border policy. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. And that it's a little surprising. Yeah. It, but, it, but, it moves it moves the needle closer towards yeah, what Trump dealing with the problem with what Trump would want. Yeah, but but Biden It even has wall in it, for God's sakes. Yeah, Biden doesn't Biden will will how do I say swallow the pill of securing the border because he doesn't want to, but he's going to also get the Ukraine stuff and the Israel stuff. Yeah, but you have plenty of Republicans that want yeah. Ukraine and Israel as well. well. That's why I'm saying that's a little more complicated. I just thought that there was something in this for everybody to yeah. go ahead and take a look at and say, does this make our country safer? And I would argue, giving you know weapons to Israel makes our country safer. Um, we should help them giving arms to Ukraine. standing up to Putin. And, yeah, we yeah. stand up to put that will make our country safer and doing anything on the border would make our country safer. The border has never been this. Listen, bad. I, I think Putin is more of an existential threat to the existence of the United States than 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 old ladies and guys from Ecuador coming into this country. OK, I I, I, I support uh, uh, standing up to Putin as well. But that doesn't mean we can't walk and chew gum. We can still do something at the border. And it was really surprising to hear Sheriff Wilmot basically shoot down every provision inside of it. He didn't like any of it. Gators. He took it personally. We'll replay a little bit of it later in the show, but there's no question about it that he took it personally. Yeah. Hey, do you guys remember that horrific story a couple years back about Hacienda Healthcare, oh. the, the, the the place where the the nurse raped yeah. a woman who incapacitated. was incapacitated? She ended up having a baby. Well, something similar has happened again right here in the valley. What's going on? We're digging into it. It's outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. We'll dig into that next. 
Spoken with Bruce and Gatos. Oh, and we're back on a moist Tuesday, Gatos. Uh, can we? Can, I think we have to say this. I think it's contractually obligated. Mm-hmm. Please be careful driving around there in the wet today. You know, and roads get wet, freeways get wet. Yeah, Pete, you guys suck at driving out there. There the, is that. Well, I just I don't want I just don't want you to be the subject of our next traffic. Please uh, <laughs> alert. Okay? Very true. I just I want you to be smart out there. Um, you know, we we talked a little bit, and I, I say we in the last thing I mentioned that this. Uh, the term Hacienda Healthcare came up. I, I was thinking we never have to talk about that again. Do you I remember this story from a couple years back? Not only do, do I remember it, I'm still haunted by it. And I, I say that very seriously. It was one of the worst stories I've ever covered. Horrific story of a nurse at a long-term care facility. A male nurse. Who raped a, I'm going to use the term incapacitated. I, I heard a patient described as possibly in a vegetative state. Yeah. Raped to the point that... And I, what I remember this story is the 911 call from the nurses saying she's having a baby. They didn't even know she was pregnant. Couldn't They could not believe that they went into her room and she was in labor. And they had, could not believe it. And yeah. it was a huge story here in Arizona. And you'd think, okay, we're going to clamp down on this. We're going we're gonna to start paying a lot more attention. Cameras, these, these, yeah. these, these health care places, let's be careful about it. Well, it's happened again. Yeah, it happened again. It's happened again. This time... Out in the West Valley. Yeah, it's in Goodyear. Uh, it's disgusting. Uh, I can't believe how evil some people are. I really can't. There's there's a guy who was a nurse out there, mm-hmm. and he went in, and he did this like 20 times. He, he assaulted Literally. her like 15 to 20 times, and it's just unbelievable. that. It will t- and there's also a cover-up, so we're going to get to that in a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we um, have the we have the rapist to start with. We have the rapist to start with. Obviously, he's been fired, but, but here's... I think we have to... When you, when you look at both of these stories, I think it's important to talk about what condition was the woman in. Okay. Because in the Hacienda case, she couldn't speak. She was... Non-communicative, said, yes. vegetative state. Yeah. yeah. It seems that this woman was not like that. No. Um, she was texting her family. She can speak. Um, it was a brain injury. She does have some sort of a brain injury and some other issues that right. why she's in a long-term facility. Right. But she is able to communicate. Right. And it just, it makes it that much more horrible because she knew that this was going on. She actually told people yeah. within the facility this was going told on. the uh, nurses and whatnot. And they did nothing. Right. How does that happen? Like they don't believe you? How do you say, listen, uh, last night, this is the ninth time that this happened. That this, yeah. Oh well, you know what? We, we're not we're not really sure we believe you. What are you talking about? So here, here's here's to me what almost it's like the the the, the peeling of the onion just keeps getting worse. Oh yeah. She she says the the victim in this the the woman who says she was raped by the male nurse that he would drug her that he would give her a soda uh, and that she would be awake. But unable to move. And that's when he would climb into bed, get on top of her, whatever, right. and and he would rape her. So he was drugging a patient oh. in order to rape them. I just, it's horrible. I, I think we've all had a family member be placed in assisted living or a nursing home. Or, you know, unfortunately, if, you, if you've had like an accident or yeah, something yeah, yeah. and you've got to be in one of these long-term, mm, long-term facilities, care, right. there, there's a point where you have to release control and say, okay, so, so this is the best place for my loved one. And I'm going to have to trust that there are good people here because I know I can't help my loved one 
live at my house. You can't, I can't you, do you it. You can't watch them twenty four seven. No, but there's but the other thing is like. Uh, th- th- then this happens, mm-hmm. and it, it, it happens over months. Right. This wasn't like in one day. It's 20 times. Right. And it happened over a long period of time, at which point it appears mm. that other employees of this place became aware that something was going on. So they're no different than a rapist. Well, and, That's and, all I have to say. They're no. If you knew this was going on, if you knew someone was going in and raping a woman who was drugged. A patient. A patient. And you did nothing, and you work there, you're a rapist too. You should be brought up on the same charge as this scumbag. Looking the other way. You, yes. I got to tell you, so um, uh, Todd hit me up on the Facebook and said, if one of my loved ones goes to a care facility, I'm putting one of those ring cameras over their bed. I know. Yeah. Like, how do you protect yourself? You can't be there 24-7. How do you, how do you protect your loved one? In a, a, and it's horrible to think that... That's got to be your thought process when when grandma or your daughter or whatever has to go into one of these facilities that you have to start thinking, well, could they be could they be a victim of sexual assault in there? And also, yeah, I want to say this, too, though. There are so many of you out there that this is your job and you help people like you are God's gift to them. I mean, I I knew two women who helped my mom when she had cancer. They were, they, they, you know, one was at the house one day, then the other was at the house the next day, and they are godsends. I mean, they are incredible. They will change you. They will walk, yeah. take you out of the bed. And there's so many, you know, men and women out there in the Valley that do this job. We're hardly trying to and, throw them all in there. Oh, this I'm is not, a small... I get it. Yeah. But this guy takes a crap on all that. Right. That's what ticks me off. Well, everything about this story well, ticks me off. And, and what I guess what I, I don't understand when it comes to this is, you and I, and just looking at, at this place, we have all this like sexual harassment training. We have to do webinars. You have to do all this stuff. Right. You report it if you see it. There's a whole policy about this. How do these people hear about something like this going on? Well, yeah. Witness, yeah. evidence, something of like that. They get a story told to them, hey, one of our patients is being sexually assaulted, and they don't do something about it? And, and they keep it quiet. Right. They co- cover it up. According to documents filed by the nursing board, Williams claimed the sex was consensual, and the victim, quote, came on to him. Goodyear police confirm they are investigating. As of now, Williams has not been criminally charged. Well, that guy's going to jail, and then he's probably going to hell. I mean, there's a special place in hell for people like that. You yeah. you, you take advantage of someone. At their most vulnerable. Yeah, it's just right? absolutely disgusting. And it's ha- now happened twice. Now it's happened twice. I mean, we, well, so, so here's we have a, to do something Here's about a question. That. Yeah. If it's happened twice, is it happening more often and we don't know about it? Yes. Are people being drawn to this profession because they think they can get away with um, it? Someone who is a sexual deviant, probably, yes. Yeah, you know what I mean? But, again, if you have never been... If you've never, you know, been been caught or prosecuted before, because if you had and you got a record, you, well, you're not working there. Yeah. But the the, the 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 other part of it is the leaders in this place, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't they didn't go to the police. Um, it was it was people who worked there. Right. This Palm Valley Post Acute out in Goodyear nursing, yeah. And and they, it's so disturbing, and we don't want to even get into some of the. We left a lot of it out for a reason. Not not for, not necessary, right? Not necessary. Hey, this portion of the show brought to you by HigherPrice.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. All right, it is outspoken with Bruce and Gatos, and on the other side of this, um, 
There's nothing quite like leaving your kid in a car with a loaded gun. It happened in Glendale. And then the story gets worse. We're digging into it next right here on KTAR. Outspoken. Bruce and Gatos. KTAR News. All right. So there's this dude, and he's in uh, Glendale. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he uh, he wants to have a drink, right? <laughs> so he goes to a bar, as you do, right? There's nothing wrong with that, Gatos. Lots of guys go and have drinks in a bar. Yeah, but I don't leave my kid in the car with a loaded gun. <sighs> yeah. So who amongst he, us? I Right. <laughs> five years old. Left a five-year-old. Left a five-year-old. Was the car running? I don't that would have been better. <laughs> that's about the only thing that would have made it better. And I you don't, can just stop the story right there. That's stop. bad enough. Yeah, you think we Left need to add more to it? in the car while he went into a bar. Outside of a bar. I would like to answer that question. Oh, okay. I would, I'm not kidding you. I, it, I would hope that he left the car running and that someone took the car. Because the kid's probably better off with the car thief <laughs> than daddy who has to go and Ugh. get you know his drink on. So this happened 51st Avenue, Camelback Road. Oh yeah, 1 a.m. on Saturday. That's a good place for a five-year-old kid. By the way, kid found wandering. He got out of the car as yeah. urine-soaked oh, clothes. Okay. Oh my this gosh. is where I get so angry. And yeah. I'm just like, this kid was near a busy roadway. Oh, God knows what could have happened. Could right? have gotten one in the morning. Killed. Yeah. And so I always wonder, like, is this so-called dad going to get another chance? Of course. I know. And it drives me crazy because he shouldn't. That's it. Like, if you go down this road, gun. Urine so close, kid wandering, one in the morning, dad's drunk well, at a bar. Because the reality is, if something bad happens to this child in the future, it's not a tragedy. You guys plan for it. We already knew what no. dad was like, you know? I mean, what do what you think was going to happen, where's, right? Where's mom? Mom can't be any worse, I hope. Oh, boy. So, is this the time when I should mention to you? Oh, jeez. That, that my dad did not leave me in the car? But would take me into the bar with him? Get out of here. Oh, yeah. I grew up inside bars. You did not grow up inside bars. I most certainly did. You grew up inside bars. Absolutely. Were this you five years old? Frequently? This happened frequently? Yeah, when I was a kid. Absolutely. Oh, no. Uh, and and I would... So that's why I learned how to play video games. You remember they used to have like a, like a, a Pac-Man that was like a tabletop, yes. you know, and you'd sit there? And my dad would give me a stack of quarters, and I'd go over in the corner. And I also learned how to play shuffleboard okay. and uh, foosball. In the bars. Were you taking bets for the people in the bars? Not taking bets tip? as well. Wasn't taking bets as well. But, you know, I, I've, I've seen the inside of many bars across the Southwest. Did they serve food and he buy you a burger? Sometimes, they, uh, yeah, okay. I could get food. Or, you know, I had a lot of beer nuts. I had Diet Cokes and beer nuts as a kid. Mm. You know, that was my drink of choice. Serious question. I'm ready. Um, how do I say this? I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting down. Yeah. Would would. Was it in like the middle of the night, and would he would he drink a lot, and then you guys would drive? My dad home was an alcoholic. Oh wow, without a doubt. Oh gosh. Um, and this would be okay. So let me give you an example. Yeah, like we run errands on the weekend, you know, or something. Come on, we're gonna go run errands. Hey, we go to the bank. You got to go get tires for the car, and we'd stop at the bar. So it could be like the middle of the afternoon. Wow. It could be early. It wasn't middle of the night. I can't remember being in bars at one in the morning. Please okay. don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it was the fact that we stopped in during the day. Oh yeah, uh, that's classic alcohol. Yeah, alcoholic right there. Yeah, yeah. wow. How and did I, you feel about that as a kid? Did you know any better, or were you I didn't? Just... I I think for a long time I didn't know 
I guess I would say I knew it wasn't normal, but I didn't know, no. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it was later on I realized, like, there aren't a lot of other kids in here, you know? I'm no. I'm kind of the only guy. You How know? old? Like 10? 10, 11, 12, yeah. Did you ever, range? like, did you ever think, like, this? Uh, I'm in danger here. This is like, this is, I should not no, be doing never this. never felt in danger. No. Because no. you're so young. And you're, you're, you're invincible. Look, Come on. But you also look up to your dad and you're like, well, if dad says it's okay, yeah. it's probably okay. Yeah. And there was never any reason for you to feel like you were in danger, right? No, I was around a bunch of other adults yeah, in a bar. Were, they were and, all there, and, they, and they were probably kind of keeping an eye yeah, out for Yeah, there's a kid over there in the corner mm-hmm. playing Pac-Man yeah. or shuffleboard. Well, I know this is a ridiculous thing that I'm going to say. I'm ready. But, it, uh, you know, it's better he brought you in than left you in the damn car That's like this time. Yes. I'm going to give, I'm gonna give right. Jose credit. He didn't leave me in the car with a loaded gun. Gosh. So, uh, if you're just joining, uh, oh, I forgot to tell you, there was white powder in the car, too. Of course oh. there was. Yeah. Of course there was. Yeah. This so, guy's dad of the year. Yeah. Police searched the car uh, that the boy had been left in, because remember, the boy bailed. He got uh, out of the car. So, yeah, wandering around. Uh, loaded gun, a clear bag of white powder, Dear God. three uh, ammunition magazines. <laughs> well, you got to have more ammo. Yeah. You know? I mean, what does this guy think, though? What is, like, like, what is well, he? He doesn't. No. Now, See, yeah. can I, can I, can I, no credit to dad, full stop. To your dad. Or no, this to this dad. dad. To this dad. But you can't bring your gun into the bar. Right. It's against the law. Well, so at least about, he didn't break that law. You shouldn't be bringing your I kid. Mean, oh, no argument. No argument. But at least he didn't bring the gun into the bar because that would have another, broken another law. No, it was, it's better to bring the gun into the bar. Okay. Because you got a five-year-old that could shoot out, he shoot himself. Yeah. That's worse. He should have brought it into the bar. Okay. So mom left us in the car once. You got another story about this? Mom left us in the car. We're in the Aspen station wagon with the wood paneling. God, it was a hell of a car. Wow. And uh, she went into, um, like, the deli. Okay. And I climbed into the front seat of the car. And I wanted to pretend like I was driving. Mm. I'm We've seven, all done that. Seven, eight years old? Yeah, I've done and that, And I didn't know how it worked, but I pulled the little gear shift thing. Uh-huh, of course. And it went into neutral. Yeah. And we rolled oh. across six lanes of traffic. Yikes. Thank you very much. That's when I first learned how to drive. I'd like to think I've been doing great ever since. I don't know how you're not dead. D- listen, I'm I've beaten the over-under. I have definitely <laughs> beaten the over-under. Let me throw this out. You ever get hit by lightning? Uh, yeah, I've been hit by lightning. Okay. How many concussions do you think you've had? More than I count. Eight, nine? Eight or nine. How yeah. many car wrecks have you been in because you're a race oh, car driver? Right. We've stopped counting those. Right. we stopped counting I am those. not kidding. I uh, We've known each other Ten for a long time. bulletproof. Hey, lightning. You got hit. Was hit it by once lightning. or twice? Just once. I mean, getting hit by lightning twice. Come on, that would take a Did you ever luck. get kicked by a horse? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, oh, were I'm you done. there? <laughs> oh, that hurts. That smarts. Hey, oh. this segment brought to you by Beatitudes Campus, all right? Uh, we'll see if I can survive the next hour. You never know, right? I don't know. It's Outspoken with uh, Bruce and Gatos. We're going to talk a little bit about Toby Keith coming up next right here on KTAR.